this week on Behind the Meat Curtains, we have the roller coaster romance between Bunny and Mike. It's a tale as old as time. Bunny was a stripper. Mike was a bouncer. Bunny's husband was there. That's right. It's a twisted triangle romance. All that and much more on this episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. All right. Uh, welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I am the Brad. And I'm Kat. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the Sand Bar in Nye Beach. Our lovely bartender, Shadow, is nice enough to let us record here, even though we normally record at Backside Caves in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, and yeah, a thank you to them as well for letting us record here today because it was kind of a last-minute guess, and um, they said yes. Um, today, for our guests, we have Mike and Bunny, and... Um, and I guess the first question, for, as with most people, let's go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, who are you and what is your connection with the industry? All right. Um, my name is Bunny. Um, I have been in the strip club industry for at least 15 years. Um, take pretty much retired like two years ago. Um, and I think in that whole process, I took like one year off in the middle of it. But... Yeah, been in it for a long, long, long time. <laughs> and doing what? Oh, yeah, I'm a dancer. Okay, here it is. <laughs> and, uh, and I also was a hostess and bartender and waitress in the environment as well. And Mike? My name is Mike, and I've been in the industry for eight years, and I was a bouncer. Yeah, so our, our first question uh, that I ask everybody, because I find it fascinating, um, strip club is not your standard job most people don't have a job where uh in the sex industry and i think a lot of people would be um turned off by like this idea of it being like sinful or something like that so what is your origin story as into getting into the industry and and what were your first takes on it like did it depending on what your your um social background was was it shocking like oh my goodness I can't believe this or was it just like all right this is just whatever it is and I guess anything attached to that um wow that's a loaded question um okay that better (laughs) um loaded question so I grew up in a very religious family um but my mom was always at the bars all night so there's that um when I was 18, I was pregnant, had my first baby, got married right out of high school, and my, at that time, husband's best friend's sister was a stripper, um, and she was gorgeous, and I remember her, like, all the guys in high school had a crush on her, she was in a bikini on, like, a R1, like, bike or whatever it's called, I don't know, street bike. And she was just like the epiphany of hot. And then she came up to me one time because we were struggling. We were two kids later, a couple years later. And she was like, why don't you be a stripper? And I was like, oh, yeah, that would never work. There's no way. I've had kids. And she's like, no, really, like, you should do it. And uh, one thing led to another, definitely some financial problems. And I decided one night I got out early. I lived in a small, small nowhere town. And... uh, I got off work early. I worked at a movie theater, super struggling. Um, the, the at the time ex-husband, but he was married to him at the time, um, quit his job. So we were either going to have to move back in with mom and dad, or so I left my job. I went and walked in the bar, 
just kind of walked around, and next thing I knew, I was dancing two days later. <laughs> Did your husband know that that was on the on the table of possible jobs? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Henceforth, I left work earlier. Um, he he was livid, but it, it was to a point where he needed to figure something out, or that was kind of the option. Of what did you do for work before that? I worked at a movie theater. So did I. <laughs> so did our last guest. Yeah, so did our last guest. <laughs> too, in high school. Wow. <laughs> From popping popcorn to popping booty. <laughs> um, what was your first take when you, like, super nervous, like, freaked out by what was going on? Like, what was your first take? So my first experience, I went and sat at the bar, and I talked to the manager. He was also the bartender at the time. And it was dead quiet. There was a couple girls. There was one customer in a cowboy hat sitting at the stage. I think I'll always remember him because he was my first. <laughs> um, but I was just literally just in there. I had, like, one beer, and there was this cute little dancer, Sasha, that was, like, all bubbly, Hispanic, just super sweet. And she was like, oh, let me take you in the back room, and I'll show you what the dressing room looks like. And super, like, you know, laid back and... Next thing you know, I'm in a little, like, bikini with a skirt. Someone found me heels that fit, and I'm just walking around. They bring me back to the bar. I mean, so basically I was stone-cold sober, and I have two dancers take me up on stage. Again, just the one, like, guy there. Um, And so they're just showing me, like, dancer moves. They're showing me how to work the pole, how to booty shake, how to walk in the heels. Like, I mean, it's literally like a instructional great way to do it and then I remember the bartender slash manager whistled and all the girls took their top off and they looked at me and they were like okay well now or never and I was like okay (laughs) so I take my top off a couple more songs go I'm like kind of you know we're just all up there topless and then another whistle happens they take their bottoms off, and it was like, you know, next time you do this, you're by yourself. Might as well do it. You've got one guy at the stage. He's throwing money up there. So I did. And then afterwards, um, the guy, the cowboy guy, said he wanted to be my first. So the girl asked the manager, can I take her in the back to show her how to do a lap dance? He said, sure. So I came back there. I watched her do it, and then I practiced some of the moves. I was really uncomfortable. It kind of all happened really fast and then I went and got dressed said goodbye got a text message the next day because that was a Wednesday so Thursday you know we would love to have you on come in on Friday if you can and I told the then husband like here's your option I either go dance or you get a job and I went and danced so apparently he never got a job? No. Wow, okay. No. And we got a divorce shortly later, like within a month or two. Was it hard to go back the second time? or? Um, yeah, it was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I thought I'd get there kind of early. He said no one would be there, but it, the club was next to a Les Schwab Tire Center. And I don't know if, like, someone went over there and told them, because the rest of the time I worked there, which was for a couple of years, I never saw these Les Schwab guys again. But I go, I get ready, I'm supposed to go on stage, I pick out my song, so it was all about Akon at the time, I was really into Akon. And I go to get up on stage, and my stage is full <laughs> of all these, like, white shirt, oil-smelling Les Schwab guys. It, 
freaked me out. The girls are there. They're all hollering. So, I mean, I plundered on the stage. I did my thing. I still remember first night at the club, powered through it. It was a beer and wine, and I didn't really drink at all back then. Some things have changed. Um, <laughs> so I just only had a couple of, like, beers, and I made over $700 my first night, and I was hooked. That is a common story. Like, oh, I wow, I made a lot of money. How old were you? I was 23. Yeah, it's hard to see, like, the younger dancers that haven't had, like, a lot of work experience because they go into that, and they're like, and that's why they can't get out. It's so hard because you get all of that money, and then you go and work, like, a minimum wage job or even above minimum wage. I mean, I've been bartending there for 12 years. I... I'm terrified of leaving, even though I know we have a shelf life and, like, my time is ticking. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? But, yeah, it's, and then they just can't get out of it. Like, they, when we used to have minors, which the minors were 18 and up, like, it was it was hard to see them. I know. We don't do it anymore, thank God. <laughs> what is your origin story? So, it was on a Friday. I had a call. Well, let me back up. It was on a Friday. I just got served divorce papers. <laughs> yeah. And Ray called me. I guess we have a theme going here. <laughs> and Ray called me and goes, hey, you uh, want to come work for me? I'm doing what? He goes, bouncing. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I just got served divorce papers. And I go, where at? He goes, stars. And I'm like, no. He goes, you'll make a lot of money. He goes, come down tonight. I'll buy you dinner. And I'm like, fuck it. So I went down. Saw how much money I could make that night. Did you... Did you work with Ray with security before? Yeah, I've known Ray. Shit, before my daughter was even born. Oh. Okay. So I then that's how I did security with Ray for a little bit, a couple of times, on a couple of bars that he needed extra security. But when he he called me to come work there, and the rest is history. Yeah. What and here was you, your here first, you are with Bunny now. <laughs> yeah. what, what was your first impression of it? I was like. Uh, I don't know. I, you bounced before that? Uh, a few times. Um, Ray would use me. What did, what did, how does bouncing at a strip club compare to bar bouncing anywhere else? I'll bounce at a normal bar. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you, only, you only have drunk assholes to deal with. Not drunk strippers, assholes, pissed off dads or husbands or boyfriends. Oh, well, I don't in. think we've heard any of those stories yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a lot of them. Boyfriends in. I mean, we're more relaxed in it, but we used to not let significant others come in for a reason. Yeah. It was just awkward. It can't be easy to see, like, your your lady, like, you know, put her butthole in some stranger's face. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and Bunny is retired now. <laughs> and so is Mike. <laughs> from that industry. Yes, from that well, I don't know how you want to lead into this because part of the reason that uh, we have them on is because... Oh, yeah. So Bunny and Mike have met at the club. Um, yeah. And so they have quite the love story. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you guys run with it because my version just makes people go, what? I, I'm curious so what your I'm version curious. is, though. <laughs> I do. do. I, I'm yeah, because I do it fast. I, I just tell people listen to the podcast. It'll be more yeah. Um, from an outsider point of view, um, Mike started bouncing and Bunny was dancing and Bunny was married. <laughs> <laughs> and then they started dating, or Mike and Bunny had their thing, 
and Bunny had left her husband and for Mike. And so that happened, and so she divorced her husband. I don't know the rest of what happened between you two, but she left Mike, got back with her ex-husband, remarried her husband, did and then did it all over again, <laughs> and left her husband, divorced her husband before Mike. So that's the story I tell people. It's kind of a groundhog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's a true strip club romance. Yeah. So what's your story? I'll let let Mike explain the first time we met, because I don't remember this, and this came up the other day when we were talking about this, so (laughs) I I like his story of how we met. Well, it was on a Sunday, because I was, I do, because I was working with Gangles, and him and I were sitting in the office, just, yeah, just bullshitting, and she walks in, and you know, I've been there for a couple of years, so seeing another stripper is just another thing. And she walks in, and it was like, oh, well, hello. And we just, like, stopped and stared at each other for a minute, and Gangles just waved his hand in front of my face. Do you need a minute? Do you guys need some time or something? <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're good. Then she leaves, and he goes, don't even think about it. You, you don't have a chance. She's married. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And, uh, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, then we always flirted, and uh, one one night I get a bunch of text picture messages, and it was of legs, and I, I'm like, who in the fuck is this? And I didn't have her number, so I actually had to ask the manager to put the phone number into his phone to see who it was, and it was her. So you didn't recognize. I know. Her I'm so disappointed in him. <laughs> I sense an argument tonight. I know if it was picture of the ass or the tits or something like that. That would have been different. But it was like. So, yeah, I honestly don't remember the first time we met. I do remember the flirtations. Um, there's a couple moments that stuck out in my, like, before anything happened between us. Uh, one of the times is because my ex-husband and I kind of had a semi-open relationship. And I say semi because there was a lot of rules, a lot of parameters, blah, blah, blah. Um, But we went into the club as customers and Mike was bouncing and he came and sat over and was like talking to my ex about like like this hot rod truck that we drove up in. And the whole time I kind of felt actually awkward even though nothing had happened between us but just because we were like flirting I hadn't sent those yet, actually. No. So this was, like, before all of that. And it was like, why am I being kind of weird about it? Like, what the hell? Well, then, um, I remember a drunken night uh, where I had... Mike made a comment that uh, he liked it when I drank because I liked him when I drank. And I was like, whatever. And then I got totally hammered and apparently told him a story of now this is TMI but in order to do anal I had to have two bottles of wine not just one it had to be two bottles I it, ran into you at the store <laughs> wine, you guys were yes so <laughs> it all comes together so then <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, so the next day, and I don't remember telling him this story, but it is a true story, um, of the wine story. I'm glad we have scientific verification. (laughs) But 
but measured the, and verified. But the next day, I'm hungover. I feel like crap. I'm at work, and he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, your head's hurting a little bit. I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, well, just so you know, I have two bottles of wine in my truck anytime you're ready. And I was like, oh, I did not tell you that. <laughs> I actually had three bottles. <laughs> Well, ask about three bottles. <laughs> no answers. Um, <laughs> Plead the fifth. Does he do, does he do the trick? <laughs> no. Oh, dear Lord. So, um, yeah, I was in Reno, uh, working at a club in Reno, and, um, you know, there was, like, I had a, to be completely honest, like, a free pass to be with whoever I wanted while I was in Reno, and... Um, I was there with another dancer who was really good friends with one of the bouncers at the home club. And so I asked if they had Mike's phone number because I was bored. And uh, I guess that was who I wanted to message. I had a free pass to be with anybody I wanted. And I sent Mike a picture of my legs and that kind of started. Plus, right before that, I put a bunch of firecracker thingies underneath his tires um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. Oh, the, the things that we used to throw yeah, in the Yeah, the red ones are really good ones. Yeah, she put a shit ton of them on all four tires. Right and I just spent almost $3,000 on brand new tires on my truck. Yeah, so like I said, when we flirted. Um, like 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 little kindergarten children, you know, flirtations, always, you know, doing shit. But anyway, so he was on my mind. And then I came back. He actually had a thing going on with the door hoe. That's right. I said door ho. <laughs> Which door uh, What was her name? I always had think. I always had think of the door You were actually the door when we worked together in the beginning. But yeah. Water, syrup, beer slop. Beer slop. <laughs> honey. Honey. It was everything. It was everything. <laughs> we were mean. Um, but anyways, she was kind of bringing up, like, something about that her and Mike were starting to see each other. And I was like, really? I was kind of disappointed in his taste of women, actually. He thought he could do better. <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she kind of was trying to do a little menage a trois action, get me and her and him. And we just ended up skipping over her. <laughs> And the first day of honestly uh, texting, flirting, where we knew kind of where we were, our intentions were pretty clear. I was actually hanging out with you, Miss Cat, um, at the Victorian Cafe for breakfast. Mike was trying to get me to come over and say hi. <laughs> yeah, and then the second time we were at the hideaway. No, that was um, that was when we rekindled. So the first time we actually hooked up was the baby shower. I remember we were at a baby shower and she was dressed like a schoolgirl at like 11 in the morning and I was like, "What is going on? What are you doing after this?" She's like, "I'm just, you know, no, this is just how I dress." I was like, "This is how you dress at work. Like this is how you dress at a baby shower." Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we met up with uh, drinks, we made out, we talked, and we set a date. And I was still married. Um, I was allowed to bring girls home from the club. Um, I had a free pass in Reno, but when I had brought up 
about anybody from work that was a male that was like a dead no, which kind of pissed me off. That's bizarre that you can bring like a woman home from a job. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off. And I think in a certain way, uh, the ex saying like, no, that's not okay, but it's okay for me was like, well, I'm going to do what I want anyways. Well, and you're a brat and rebellious, so like him telling you no probably like forced you into Mike's bed. <laughs> well, back up. Because after you sent me those pictures of your legs while you were in Reno, you came back, and one night I walked you out. You gave me a kiss, then I didn't hear or talk to you for two weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, I stuck huh, my tongue at okay. him. I kissed him, and he was like, well, what does this mean? And I stuck my tongue at him and hopped in the car and drove away. <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah that was our first kiss <laughs> yeah we talked to him for two weeks <laughs> yeah well i've always had a three time rule i sleep on them three times and that's it and obviously that didn't fucking work out <laughs> no <laughs> um so yeah the first time we hooked up uh we met at his house and we both got called into work <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> remember that yeah. <laughs> so we just yeah. had our first thing he was nervous as shit we went and had, we went and had a couple <laughs> drinks, a couple shots. Yeah, he was nervous. Um, it was about no about, about doing, doing me. He was nervous. I was a little. Yeah. Well, he 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 got over it. <laughs> He's not nervous anymore. Um, but literally, like we showed up in different cars and the manager was there and it was really funny because he came and got like my stripper bag you know to help me walk and he was like what did he say he was like Here, let me help you with those bags before Mike tries to take them from you and take you home or something yeah like we're both like just kind of awkwardly quiet like do it for that and again I think we were both thinking it was just going to be a couple times hit it and quit it I mean I was married <laughs> I think let's just be honest I was married so um but yeah, and then it was actually, we had that one whole weekend every night after work. We went and got it on in a parking lot, middle of nowhere, I don't know. And then that <laughs> following, I brought a girl home for my husband. Uh, right before Mike and I had slept together. Um, and then that following Monday... I was celebrating my seven-year anniversary, and we were toasting to another seven years, and I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm thinking about Mike. He, you know, the ex was flirting with some blonde, and then we're all of a sudden toasting for another seven years, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Like, I can't, I can't, and I broke up with him on our seven-year anniversary, like, that night, in that moment, and I moved out the next day <laughs> into my best friend's house, and, uh... Mike and I, like a month later, moved in together. Like we didn't fuck around. <laughs> well, we did fuck around. Well, we did. <laughs> um, and yeah, we were together for about six months. Things got intense. I think I got scared, to be completely honest. Um, things were going too fast, and I was still trying to deal with like the divorce happened really quick. There was kids. It was a different relationship you went through, like having an open-ish relationship to, like, a very committed Yes, and Mike and I were still at the club. I was still dancing. He was a bouncer. Um, plus, he had his day job. I didn't have another job at the time. Um, normally, I've managed breweries and things like that, but I was kind of just in the strip zone for a while. And, yeah. Um, so I got scared. I called things off. 
and I started going to church, kind of got back into the religion thing. And that's the end of part one. Our music was from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Our host this week was The Sandbar. You can find them at 722 Northwest Beach Drive, Newport, Oregon, 97365. And thanks to our standard host, Backside Kegs. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, 26, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stopping sometime, you might see us recording. You can also find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, or at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com, or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks!